Welcome to Confidence and Creativity, a show where we encourage you to show up for yourself and express your confidence and creativity in business and in life. I'm your host, Samantha McCoy, founder and CEO of Mission Key Communications, and I'm so grateful to spend this time with you today. Let's get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Confidence and Creativity, a show that equips entrepreneurs and leaders to show up for themselves and express confidence and creativity in business and in life. I am your host, Samantha McCoy, and today joining us is Tana Abraham. Tana empowers others to live purpose-filled lives. Her desire for people to experience lasting change fuels her passion for ministry. Tana's life experiences have birthed in her an affinity to those who seek sincere and relevant answers that will help them find meaning and hope in the face of daily challenges. Her dynamic energy and transparent personality encourages others to live with boldness, integrity, and excellence. Tana is the founder and president of Woman on Purpose. She just hosted a virtual conference this year, which was amazing. And so I brought her onto the show just to talk a little bit about her journey and uh, how she developed Women on Purpose and just to share some words of encouragement with us because she is just a powerhouse and someone who inspires me in so many ways. So welcome to the show, Tana. So glad to have you. Hi, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. Can I tell you how much I hate having my bio read and just, I cringe every time. <laughs> no, you should be happy. You have accomplished so many amazing things. And I definitely wanted to give the people some of that tea, just a little bit of the tip tip of the iceberg, so to speak. Little, thank you. So, <laughs> so, Tana, you know what? I just have to let the people know that you are an amazing person because I think you are the only person who was able to get me to do work for you before we actually met in person. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Tana, Tana had me doing work for her. She started her conference. What, what was your first conference? 2007? Like 2008. Eight, yeah. 2008. Yeah, 2008. I was, didn't know her at all. We connected through a mutual friend, mm-hmm. Stephanie Shabazz, and she had me working for her, writing bios, doing workshops, like all, and I had never met her. I didn't meet her until I actually went to her conference in person. It was in New York, right? Yeah, and that was like, I don't know, three years later or something. Oh, wait, wait, so I was doing something before that? Yeah, you were. You were. You did it for the first conference, but we met, I think, at the second or third conference, which was like three years later. So I did the first one, and I didn't go to that one, but I was just doing work. You did all the literature for that conference. You did my bio. You did all the write-ups for the workshops. You did all the write-ups for Women on Purpose at the time. Yeah, girl, you did it all. (laughs) Now, the crazier part is that I don't remember doing all that work. I remember that. I remember doing the workshop after, but I, I don't remember everything. But anyway, the point is that you are an amazing person to be able to get me to do 
work um, even before we met in person. So that was how I met Tana, everybody. So since then, um, one of the, the blessings of that has come even in the midst of this uh, quarantine season that we are still in is that we've had the opportunity to reconnect and um, Tana has relaunched her uh, Women on Purpose ministry and also has a podcast as well. So um, Tana, I just wanted to, to have you come on and talk about your journey because you have a little bit of a different journey, I think, than some people as opposed to, you know, just some people get a vision, they get a dream and they just go for it and they might struggle a little bit at first and then, you know, it just keeps going. But your story is a little bit different and I would, I really just wanted you to share how you started and how you came to where you are now. Oh, wow. Yes, I, I will be happy to. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking of as you were talking is just how uh, one of the things that we didn't say is that we were also very young. <laughs> we we were. were very young. So we're talking, I don't know, early 20s or something. And of course, our outlook on life at that point, our vigor, you know, our passion for life, it's just different. It's like the sky's the limit. I can just <laughs> jump out there tomorrow and be whatever I want to be and everything is going to fall in line, right? And so fast forward to, you know, 10, 15 years later, after life has slapped you up a little bit, it's like, you know, you kind of... Um, develop some reserves along the way. So, you know, so True. it was definitely different um, at that time. And you're absolutely right. I started Women on Purpose in, in 2007. I wow. started in 2007. It was actually, I had a class, I was, um, I had a class in school mm -hmm. that I had to do a project for. And I don't remember the, the actual class, but we, um, we had to form an organization and I did mine as a women's organization. So we had to do like the blueprint for it, mission, vision, kind of how we will scale it out in the first year, all of that stuff. So I put mine together. I always had a passion, you know, for women, even at a young age, barely being a woman myself, but always had a passion, you know, for that. Um, and so it was just something that was in my heart. So that's what mm -hmm. I went ahead and did. I, I did a, a woman's organization, put the project together, turned it in, got an A. When my professor was handing it back to me, he said, Tana, go and start that women's organization. Don't that sleep on awesome. it. Start it. And I said, okay, okay, you know, we'll do, we'll do. And um, of course my life has shifted in that time, but it was always in my heart. And so I started working on it piece by piece. Um, and I said, well, what am I going to call it? And I remember I was reading a book one summer by um, Michelle McKinney Hammond. And she said in the book, in her opening chapter, we were created women on purpose. And I said, oh my gosh, that's it. That is the name of the book. That is the name of the org. We're going to call it Women on Purpose. Um, and so, so that, that, that's kind of how it evolved and, mm -hmm. um, at the time did my research and, and kind of formed a little team and decided, okay, I'm going to launch this and being young and, you know, 20 something and just eager for life. I was like, and we're going to have a big old conference and I'm going to invite all my friends from wherever they are in the U S and they're going to fly in and we're going to have a conference. 
And so, and so, you know, that's of course where you came in and mm-hmm. Stephanie, um, who I had met uh, years previously, uh, was a part of the board and we kind of got together and they, you know, um, the board kind of supported me and we were like, okay, we're going to do this. Let's do this. And we're, we put the conference together um, and, you know, it was great. And of course, you know, a lot of lessons learned through yeah. that. And of, um, but I had a lot of personal life transitions um, during that time. So from 2008, when we actually had the conference, I think Mm -hmm. I launched 2007, had the conference in 2008, just had a lot, moved around a lot, had a lot of, you know, um, different um, life happenings, of course, got a, you know, a son in the, in the process and uh, just a lot lot of different um, life happenings. But the, the burden and the passion for women on purpose was always there. And Mm -hmm. so that's something I say to people all the time when they're like, well, how do I know what my purpose is? And I'm like, well, what is your burden? What is the thing that like keeps coming back to you? What is the thing that's always on your heart? What is the thing that sometimes keeps you up at night? And so even in the times, and there are several times where I was like, okay, you know what? Despite what's going on, I'm not going to let my life impact you know, what's happening with my organization. I'm going to push forward with it. And I would for a season. And then again, I would, you know, allow life to come in. And so it was Mm -hmm. a lot of start and stop, start and stop, start and stop along the way. Um, And, uh, and it wasn't like I wasn't having success when I started. Like Mm -hmm. that wasn't that at all. I would always, um, maybe not numerically had the numbers, but always the quality, always, you know, the the things that we did, people always spoke, you know, about how much they enjoyed it and how much it really um, encouraged them. And so it wasn't that, but it it was just kind of being intentional about not allowing life (laughs) to overtake you know, this call that that, that God had had placed on my life. And so finally this year, pandemic happened and within the last i within the last i think year again lord had just had like you need to revive women on purpose like come mm. on Tana, like you need to do this but i was so busy with work i was traveling a lot i had taken a, a, a new position of course i have a, a a young child and you know i am pta president right. and just again, life happenings life is happening all around me and girl, just like the Lord did for all of us, a screeching halt in 2020 of Mar- yep. March, 2020. And I got laid off maybe a week into the shutdown and wow. was devastated. Did not see it coming. I mean, I was crying for probably a whole month, depressed for probably two months, you know, just did not see this coming. Yeah. And once I got myself together, it was right there again, women on purpose, wow. women on purpose, women on purpose. And so I pulled up our website. And the thing is, the crazy thing, Sam, is I have the blueprint for everything. I have written wow. down, you know, all these things are there because it's always something I'm writing. I'm yeah. always, again, the burden has always been in my heart. Yep. And so I just, I went and dug up all those things, the little random notes I have around the house, yeah. you know, the computer, all, all the files I had. I pulled everything together on my bed one day and I said, we're going to do this. 
Um, and so I threw myself into that, decided to start a podcast. Girl, I wasn't even a podcast person, had never listened to a podcast in my life. Wow. And decided, well, I was going to start a podcast with it. And then from that, I said, you know what? I'm going to do a conference this year. You know, people are locked in. We need a conference. Wow. So a conference. And so, you know, it's just been, it's just been amazing. And I think for me, it's the testament to when it's something that you know that you know that you know not giving up no matter what and i think yeah. sometimes we feel like oh people are going to talk about us if we stop and start and be like oh here she go again trying to do that but it's not even about that you know it's about doing what you know that you are here to do and that is my yeah. purpose helping other women discover their purpose is my purpose and so yeah I know I said a lot, wow. but that, 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 no, that, that's, that, that's such an amazing and powerful story. And I, and I really appreciate you sharing that. And that's really what I wanted to focus on for this episode, because I just wanted to encourage people who might be listening and watching who, you know, may have had something that they did start at some point. And then, you know, they, for whatever reason, they had to stop, whether they were forced to stop or, you know, life happened or whatever it is. And they might think, oh my goodness, I cannot go back to that. Or I can't pick that up. Like in our previous episode, I interviewed Rob Broadus and he just came out with his new, uh, brand new music project. And he said that he started writing his songs eight years ago. And now he's just to the point where he has come out with his project, but there was a process along the way and he had to learn and grow along with that. And so I really like your story as well, because I think sometimes when we receive a vision, especially something that we believe that God has placed on our hearts, we can get discouraged sometimes if, you know, for some reason it doesn't work out exactly the yes. way that it goes. And then we can also sometimes think, oh, maybe this isn't what God wanted me to do, because if it was, I would have just been able to keep going. So how did you just mentally, what was that like for you as far as just to, to first kind of inspire or, or motivate yourself to start? And then did you have any, any doubts about whether this really was what you were supposed to be doing? That's a great question. So I, um, I, there are two things I, ha I think I had to learn along the way. And one of it is to block out all the outside noises. Uh, because a lot of times, the second guessing isn't because it's not what's in our heart or mm -hmm. what was spoken to us. It's because of all the noise around us, right? Good. And so I had to get to the point where I blocked that out. God, it's me and you. Mm. If you are telling me go in another direction, that's fine. But again, that was consistently on my heart from the time I did that project. That was on my heart. It never faded. It never went away. So it was always there. The why and the what was always there. Yeah. The question is the how, right? And what we have to understand is that the how sometimes changes that changes the why and the what does not change the how the way we execute the what and the why tends to change and we look at that change sometimes as bad change and it mm. is not and we look at that as like oh well maybe god didn't call me because if he called me just like you said it would have worked out perfectly yep. 
And that is not the case because sometimes God just wants us, he wants our obedience in the stepping out, right? Yeah. The, so I always use, for, I always say for um, the scripture where it says the, the word is a light unto our, our feet and a lamp unto our path. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was raised in St. Thomas where there's hurricanes all the time. So I know the difference between a lamp and a light. Wow. With a lamp, a lamp only lights where you're standing, Whereas a light, a flashlight lights where you point it to. And so sometimes it's in the taking the step with the lamp in our hand. It's not until we've taken the step that we know what the next step is. That's good. So when I first took the step to start back to say, you know, in April, May, whatever time I got out of my, you know, my mode that I was, my mood that I was in. And when I took that step to say, okay, let me grab all my women on purpose stuff I've had over the years. And let me see when I took that step and say, okay, I'm going to revive this. I'm going to, and I took the step. Then God said a podcast, a podcast lit up along the way. And I took the step and then it was like, okay, let's do a conference. And so sometimes it's us taking the step, right? Yeah. And then another thing lights. We don't always know the how. The how doesn't always make sense. And it doesn't always give you a full-on roadmap. It doesn't. Mm. I mean, th- there are people who have created a blueprint. This is what it's going to look like. This is how it's going to go, you know, whatever. But sometimes, the, uh, the, you know, the flip side to that is that we can get so tight in the planning that there's no room for God to move in it, you know? And yes, we might be having success, but are we being effective, right? Those Mm. are two very different things. And so, um, so yeah, so I I had to really uh, block out the noise Mm -hmm. and really say to myself, the what and the why has never changed. It's always been constant. The how has, and that's when I have to turn my ears to the Lord, to pray, to seek, to study, to Google. You know, I tell everybody I have a a PhD from Google. To Google, (laughs) to do research, to do all that stuff, uh, to determine the how. Yeah, yeah. No, that's amazing. And, And what I really also love about you is that you don't do anything small. So, like, when I tell you that Tana's conference, I mean, over the top, like, graphics, video intros, I mean, just all kinds of things. So just being able to not only move forward, but move forward with that level of excellence. So Tana, I think one thing that you're really good about doing is, you know, really seeing what other people's gifts are. Like even when you were talking about when you started back in 2007, like you had a team immediately. There was no like, hey, let me bootstrap. Let me see how far I can go on my own. And then, you know, three years later, I'll, I'll get a team of people. So what was that process or how, what is something that has helped you to be able to trust a team and start that delegation process even when you first, when you first start out? Yeah, so I, um, <laughs> you are right, I did form a team because I also knew that what God was calling me to do was not something I could do on my own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, like I said earlier, part of my call is helping others discover their purpose, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, yes, I, I have a keen eye for, for um saying, you know, for looking at people and, and, and seeing something that they might not have seen or something that they might not have really explored much and say, hey, you have this, 
can you come over here and do this for me? Yeah. You know, like I would love to give you the platform, the opportunity to, to do that. Um, and I don't know necessarily where that came from, but it's definitely something I've had. Yeah. I love it. Someone said to me recently, um, as my podcast was ending, they were like, Oh, your podcast was great. I, you know, I, I, I'm hoping my prayer for you is that, um, you know, next for your next season, you'll be able to interview some really big names. Like, and I was like, actually, oh, wow. actually, no, that, that, that is not my prayer for myself because the Michelle Obamas are already Michelle Obama, right? The Oprah's are already Oprah's. I'm not yeah. interested in interviewing that though. That would be great if I had the opportunity, but I am interested in interviewing the next Oprah. I would That's like good. to introduce you to the next Michelle Obama. You yeah. know, I would like to introduce you to the next person that will be. And, um, and so, so I think for me, like, that's really like my passion really lies in that. It's, yeah. I, I just get so excited when I see other people and I'm like, oh my gosh, I see this in you. Like, Hey, come on. And, you know, here's an opportunity. Cause a lot of times, you know, I can't remember who said, I think it was Viola Davis in her speech, one, one of the awards. awards. Yeah. She said, you know, what separates us is opportunity, right? And a lot of us, we know we have these giftings, but we're waiting for opportunity. And so my, my word of advice to, you know, those who are listening is that when you have an opportunity, take it. Sometimes we're like, oh, but the platform is not big enough, mm. you know, or this is it. No, when the opportunity is there, because you never know, lamp onto my feet. When you take the step, you never know what's going to happen when you take that step. And so I love it. Like, you know, um, Amber Arrington, who is an amazing health and wellness coach, you know, one of the best compliments I got this year was when I interviewed her at the end of the interview, she said, I don't know if you know this, but I am here today because you gave me an opportunity when I first got my certification wow. you know, in fitness. She said, you, you heard that I got it and you just invited me. You had never saw me do anything. And she said, from you having that confidence in me gave me that, the confidence to turn around and to say, you know what, maybe I can move forward. And she is phenomenal. That's I mean, awesome. everywhere. I can't turn my email on without getting the email from <laughs> You know, and so like I get excited at stuff like that. Yeah. And I just it just really fuels me. So I just love, I love having the opportunity. And Sam, there there are times where I say to, you know, say that to people and it's like, well, no, 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 your platform is not it. <laughs> you know? mm. And that's fine too. And I think I think the thing um to that is because a lot of times we just we take everything personal. And there was a yeah. time in my life where I did. And we allow all these negative chatter to kind of come in and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, get us to second guess ourselves, Right. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and what we're supposed to be doing. And so I had to be like, well, you know what, well, maybe the platform is not for them and that's okay. And, you know, and pray that they find a platform that works for them. But yeah, it's just something that I really enjoy doing that I just, I just enjoy creating a platform for others to have. Yeah. yeah, no, that that is beautiful. I really like how you um, even express that. And I thought you brought up such a really great point about people 
or even you thinking, oh, my platform is not big enough because a lot of times people will not start. I know that's something that I've struggled with as well is thinking, oh my goodness, you know, I only have this many subscribers. I only have this many followers. And so when you kind of, you know, it's tempting to do that whole comparison, right? Where you say, oh my goodness, especially if it's people you know, like, oh my goodness, this person started after I did and now they're an influencer or now they have this and now they have that. And so if I show up with, you know, what I have, it's like, who am I to even attempt to do anything? But I really like your perspective of, you know, you have to start where you are and the people who are for you are for you. And there are people who will be on your platform that may not be on someone else's and that is okay. And I think that's really the, the great space to, to want to get to is that we are not living in that comparison and that envy or saying, oh, you know, or even when people are saying, oh, well, you know, maybe you should have this or that, or you need, you know, this many followers, or, you know, you're not really that big of a deal, you know, like not letting those things get to us and just moving forward step by step in what God has called them to do. Because we, and we said this on the, on the last episode as well. So I just love how there it's kind of blending in um, to a similar theme, but just saying that, you know, what God has for us is for us. And the person who we think is such a big name today, they had to start from somewhere themselves. And a lot of times we forget that there was a world before Instagram, right? (laughs) There was a world before, you know, social media captured everything. Like I even think sometimes about the things that I was doing way before the gram existed. And I said, well, man, you know, if we were to have things that we were doing, you know, captured for our whole life, you know, it's just a completely different perspective. So many times we think, well, I just have to make it into this circle or that circle. And we put so much energy on specific people that we lose focus on what our purpose and what we're supposed to be doing. And then it just kind of, it doesn't make it as powerful because we're putting so much energy into who we're connected to as opposed to who we're serving and what our larger, um, what our larger goal is. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so I definitely wanted to, to also ask you, you know, what motivated you or how did you choose the topic for the conference? Because I know, and for some of you, uh, do you still have your, your videos online? Like, are some of the videos still I do, up? Yes. Okay, I'm perfect. And Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll make sure we'll drop those in the notes for anybody who wants to, to check them out. But how did you, your, your theme was each to her own work. And I feel like that even goes in line with what we're talking about right now. So how did you choose that, that theme? Ooh, Sammy Sam, let me tell you. (laughs) Straighten up for this response. Um, You know, I, um, it's two things. I was doing all year long, it seemed, the, I I, I do a lot of devotionals um, from the the Bible app. Mm -hmm. um, And I did, well, I had one that I started last year on Nehemiah and realized I never finished it. So I kind of went back to it earlier this year. And from that, I noticed every time I would select another one to do, like I might do them weekly or depending, you know, however long they are, um, 
I didn't know it was on Nehemiah and then I would um, open it and it would be on Nehemiah. And I was like, Lord, wow. what are you trying to tell me? Yeah. So, so that was one part of it. The other part of it is I was having a lot of negative experiences mm-hmm. um, with other women. Wow. And um, probably in the last two years. Mm-hmm. And I was just having a really, really difficult time. And when I would tell other people about it, their response would always be, oh, don't worry about that. They're just jealous. Oh, wow. And okay, you know, you hear that the first time. You're like, okay, yep, you're probably right. Let me move it. Let me keep it moving. But it got to a point where it bothered me. Mm -hmm. It bothered me because uh, I knew that it had to be more, right? (laughs) <laughs> the things that or or the things surrounding the experiences were always very petty mm. um and it bothered me because these were women who were in and of themselves great they just yeah. weren't walking in their greatness didn't see their greatness and was hating on me because I was walking in mine. Now there's a whole story to get to how I even got the boldness and confidence to be able to walk fully in who God called me to. It wasn't something that I just showed up and showed out. Um, It was definitely, um, you know, a journey that God had to get me to a place of confidence. Mm -hmm. But of course, once you get there, um, it it was almost a chipping away because the the enemy doesn't always come out with it and hit us with a big bam, right? Yeah. We'll sit down somewhere. He doesn't do that. It's a chipping away at you. It's a chipping away mm. at your self-esteem. It's a chipping away at your confidence. It's a chipping away, you know, at your finances. He, he comes and he chips away at you until you get to the point where you know what, where you say, you know what, I'm exhausted. I'm done with this. Yeah. And so uh, um, I had finally learned all of those lessons and got to a point where I was walking boldly in who I am. I was wearing orange and didn't care. I was wearing red lipstick and didn't care if you thought I was Jezebel. Um, Because at that point, I had known, right? Right? (laughs) I knew who I was. I knew who I was in God. And I know I didn't have to go into, climb into somebody's box. Right order to feel like I was something. Yeah. So when I did that and I started operating in the fullness of who God created me to be, then I, I was met with opposition. Wow. Much like Nehemiah. And so, like I said, at first it was like, okay, people would say, oh, they're just jealous of you. It's okay. Keep doing you. But then it started bothering me because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? These aren't just mediocre women. And really the reality is none of us are mediocre. We all right. have in us right right but these are women who i can see like have a gift like have something in them yeah but they're so busy looking at everybody else and Mm. so busy looking at me that they can't stop to see what god has placed in them and to nurture that and and unearth that right and so uh, so that, that it was bothering me it was really bothering me at the same time parallel to that i'm reading nehemiah and realize that this is exactly what nehemiah is experiencing mm. and so i got to one day i was reading and i got to the point that said that after all the opposition what nehemiah did is that he never stopped That's and good. i will confess that there are times um, along my journey where I stopped because of the opposition. There are times where I stepped down from positions because of the opposition. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in hindsight, it's like, 
that was exactly what they wanted, right? That mm-hmm. was exactly, and that wasn't what I was supposed to do. So when I read that Nehemiah didn't let the opposition stop him, but what he did was readjusted the strategy. Um, and then it got to the point where he said, and they continued each to their own work. That's good. That thing hit my spirit, girl. It hit my spirit. And I said, you know what? That's it. Each yeah. to their own work. Because I want to encourage and empower every single woman who hears my voice that we all have a work to do and that if we would just spend time discovering that work nurturing that work and stepping out into that work you won't have time to hate on another sister i don't have time to hate on you sam i love you i love what you're doing but girl i don't have time to sit down and scroll through your instagram Facebook, scroll through your YouTube channel and hate on you. I don't have time. Why? Because I also have my work. And so with that, now my heart and my spirit is to encourage you, is to say, hey, Sam, I love what you're doing. Do you mind coming on my platform? It's for us to collaborate. It's for us to encourage one another, to share best practices like we often do, you know? And so really... At that point, I said, I want, I, I want to promote this. Like I'm, yeah. I, I am done with the, oh, they're just jealous. Like, I don't want to hear that because we all have a work to do. We yes. all have a work to do. So that's how I arrived at that. Wow. No, that, that is such an amazing, amazing story. And I, I'm really so grateful for you to be so open about, about your process. So this has been such an amazing um, conversation. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing with us. And so as we close out, do you have any final just words of encouragement for anyone who might be struggling with that boldness and that confidence? Maybe they stepped out before and, you know, stopped whatever they were doing and are trying to get courage to step out again. What would you say to them? Yeah, you know, the, the one thing I, I, I always say is know who you are. At the root of many of our issues, at the root of just a lot of things that we go through is identity, is that yeah. we do not know. Like we say it, we put on makeup and we're like, yeah, girl, I'm it, you know, whatever. But we really don't believe it, right? Mm. And so we have to first believe it. it it's it's a transformation from the inside out. Like we have to believe it within ourselves before we could even externally say it, right? And so that is the first thing. Know who you are. And listen, if you do not, if you are confused, if you are, it really takes one, some spending time with God, but also sitting and spending time with yourself. Mm. And if in 2020, you have not done that with all the time we've had, let me encourage you with the winter (laughs) months coming (laughs) to sit down and spend some time with yourself, some quiet time, do some reflecting, you know, I mean, there are books, there are resources that, that can help you, but do some reflecting, see, look at some decisions that you've made, look at some experiences mm. that you've had, you know, um, all of those things come together. And, and of course, read the word. And, yeah. and once you are rooted and grounded in who you are, I think then you can go from there. One of the other things I do is I do a lot of affirmations. I've been doing a lot of, I have note cards. Yeah. I know, you know, we are in the digital yep. era. I like using note cards, but 
whether it's in your phone, whether it's in your mirror next to your bed, just a lot of affirmations and reminders. Cause sometimes we need that, right? Life is Definitely. just cumbersome sometimes. And so, so just, just reminding yourself. And once it's, once you drop the seed and you start watering that seed, then you'll start to really believe it. Good. And I think we have so much facades running around mm -hmm. and social media has really, and I love social media. It's a great tool, but it's, it's, it's forced us to live double lives mm. because we are taking pictures and we are everywhere doing everything, eating all these meals and we are taking pictures of it, but we go home and on the inside, we are naked, we are starving, mm. we are dying. And, um, and no one, the camera does not show your inside. It only shows your out. Yes. And so the same amount of time, money, energy you are putting into making sure your face is beat, your hair is done, your makeup is done. We have to put that same amount of time and energy in, on the inside yes. so that we have a firm and secure foundation. That's good. Once you have that, then I think is discovering the why, right? The why, the why God am I here? And then the what, what is it that you are calling me exclusively to do? Mm -hmm. And I always like to say, even, you know, as, as a minister, I always tell people, and it's not just about those who are in ministry, who have a call. It's not just, you know, for the, 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 the rich and famous who are doing whatever their platform is. We all have something. Yeah. Now, all of us, is not, you know, all of us are not called to the limelight, but we all have something, right? And so discovering that and then getting started, because we always, some of us, we know we've done the work, we know, and then we just, our mind, our mind mm. gets in the way, like, oh, yeah. I don't know where to get started. Or we're like, oh, I need to do this, this, that, 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 that. And we just get caught up Overwhelmed. in the world. Yeah. Never get started yep. so that that would be my third and last thing because i know you asked for um i know you didn't expect my response no, you're fine. My <laughs> thing is, once you've discovered that get started a light yeah. onto your feet a lamp onto our path the path doesn't light until you walk yeah. get started yes excellent well on that note we are going to end this episode thank you so much for your time and for sharing your story so tana where can our listeners and viewers find you and learn more about what you're doing sure um you can find me on uh, my website tanaabraham.com or um the women on purpose online.com um, i'm also on facebook and instagram tana abraham Excellent. Great. And we'll make sure we drop those conference links for anyone who yes. wants to check those out as well. So thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Confidence and Creativity. I am Samantha McCoy. I am the CEO of Mission Key Communications, where we equip entrepreneurs and leaders to increase their visibility through public relations and personal branding strategies. Thanks so much for joining us today. We would love to know what you thought about today's show. If you enjoyed it, please give us a five-star rating, leave us a comment, and share with a friend. I'm your host, Samantha McCoy, and you can find me on Instagram at smccoyjoy. That's S-M-C-C-O-Y joy. If you're a business owner in need of public relations or communications support, reach out to us at missionkeycommunications.com. 
We also want to hear about your confidence and creativity journey. Send us an email or DM with your story and you might be featured on an upcoming show. Until next time, show up confidently. 